0: Is it the right date or is it the same date every day?
1: I can't even tell what's what anymore.
0: And usually we talk about stuff with no real experience of the actual thing.
1: You know what's, um, what's some good uh, premium stuff that doesn't charge a subscription fee? Whiskey. Do you think the chefs just like when they see a Postmates order come in, they're like, well, you already chose to like not care about the food, so I'm just going to like throw all these ingredients together and call it pizza.
0: I really don't get what, you, you're paying for the, the ease of eating, but it's really, you're sacrificing a lot of the enjoyment.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 30 Minute CMO Podcast. My name is Gorsha Huchua, and I am joined once again by my friend and partner Alex McNamara. Top of the election eve to you, Alex.
0: It's election eve, and what a scary election eve it is.
1: I guess on the day that this is going to go live, it'll be election day, but the same sentiment applies.
0: But yeah, exactly.
1: hey so this is our weekly ad talk edition of the show and it's a format where we discuss news and events in the world of marketing and things that are adjacent to marketing that we found to be the most interesting we invite you to send us your thoughts and questions via linkedin and our instagram account which is at 30 minutes cmo now let's get on with today's show and um first things first have you noticed that all of you are google apps all of a sudden have the exact same icon basically
0: yes i have noticed that all the colors they've used all the colors in all the places on all the apps
1: i can't even tell what's what anymore uh especially (laughs) especially the most infuriating one is the calendar which has just become a square with a now uh with a i guess a a date in it um i mean maybe it's not a big huge thing but is it the
0: right date or is it the same date every day
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I
0: feel like even if it was the same date every day, it would kind of apply right now.
1: It's ah, uh, it's the same. It's the same date every day, which is true for yeah. I mean, it's Groundhog Day every day at this point. Every but, day,
0: every day is the same.
1: But it's they 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 applied it to uh, Google Search, Maps, uh, Gmail, Calendar, Drive, and Meet, and I guess to Google News a little bit. But then they left off some of their services with the old branding. So Anyway, there's not a huge point to make here other than it's more confusing than it needs to be all in the spirit, I think, of consistent branding. And I could just tell that someone was given um, free reign uh, in their creative department uh, with this and maybe shouldn't have been.
0: Someone someone maybe should have been thinking about um, not just the colors, but also how people use them and how important branding is for identification. I don't know, just a thought. All right, um, into slightly more uh, impactful news, um, Postmates. They, uh, as you know, your friendly neighborhood Postmates will deliver you foods. Most, a lot of people have been doing more Postmates since they've been at home. Um, deliverers of breakfast burritos through to um, Chinese food in the evening, whatever you want. To, uh, to, you get.
1: to, to, to a Starbucks coffee with a delivery fee that's the equivalent of three Starbucks <laughs> coffees.
0: I remember. I think we were working late on uh, on a pitch or a, or getting some work to a client, and we were like, "Let's get some Thai food." And we're like, "Yeah, no, that'll be under our you know evening budget for work late food against the corporate um, you know process." And we did, and then it went from about twenty seven dollars for two. I don't know, one curry, one pad thai, or something, plus tax, plus delivery, plus fee, plus tip. I think we ended up spending almost fifty dollars, fifty-five dollars between us on two and, dishes, and,
1: and then still had to wait for over an hour for those things to arrive. At this yes, point, I think I could, I, 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 I could have foraged for all of the raw ingredients <laughs> and cooked that meal ourselves.
0: I think I think we would have we would have been more productive had we gone out and got the food come back because by the time it arrived, we were going a little loopy
1: outside um, uh just just side note outside of like yeah. i don't know cable companies and airlines there's not a more underwhelming thing that you pay money for than food delivery services like postmates because you yeah. pay a whole lot of money for a thing that by the time it arrives just kind mm-hmm. of is extremely underwhelming
0: extremely underwhelming and it's and the food is is never as good as it is when you get it yourself or you eat in the restaurant i don't, I really i really don't get what it, you, you're paying for the um, the the ease of eating but it's really you're sacrificing a lot of the enjoyment
1: do you think the chefs just like when they see a postmates order come in they're like well you already chose to like not care about the food so i'm just going to like throw 100%. all these ingredients together and call it pizza
0: yeah it's like it's like when someone orders the a steak well done they never get the good piece of steak they're getting with, the the with, worst with bit with ketchup <laughs> with ketchup. Sir skin. Kensington. With, <laughs> with Sir Kensington ketchup, exactly. Um, But Postmates will not only deliver your food now for taxes and fee and tip, but they're expanding their delivery to include stuff. And by stuff, I mean shops are now able to get onto the Postmates platform in order to sell their um, products through uh, Postmates delivery. So um, I think they're doing a limited amount of, um, of cities. And usually we talk about stuff with no real experience of the actual thing being involved with a specific launch. Mm-hmm. This time, however, Gorsha, you've, you've actually engaged with Postmates or they've engaged with you. So yes. you have up to the minute breaking news on how this works.
1: Out of the press, I love by the, the by the way that uh, you've you've exposed us. We usually talk about things we have no idea about. <laughs> this is this is an exception.
0: Well, we can uh, have a lot of opinions, and this one we actually have facts.
1: Yes. Um, so yeah. So they reached out. Uh, so um, I work at a company that is in a in um, the clean beauty space. And we have several stores around the country. Two of them are in Los Angeles. So they are launching in LA. Um, They are not yet launching in New York. That seems to be in the pipeline for the next, um, they said several weeks. Their pitch is actually really compelling. Uh, They're saying, hey, uh, retail store, come on board. Um, we've created, if you go into your Postmates app now, you will see that there's already, especially in LA, there's already a retail uh, tab, um, top left, in addition to the food, and you can toggle over to that. So we'll create a storefront for you. Um, We encourage you to upload a limited assortment of the things that you carry. Uh, So it's not like the full thing in the store, but maybe 20, 30 things. And we're gonna send you a tablet um, free of charge that's going to sit in the store and accept all of the orders. And we're not gonna charge you any commission um as a store which is different from restaurants right so that is very interesting because they're basically saying we're gonna make no money on this um in the way that we normally do and then we're going to give consumers access to these retail stores it's very interesting they have a two-tier delivery pricing system which i think is true also for restaurants where they charge you a smaller fee for an eight mile radius and a larger fee for an 18 mile radius which is Staying consistent here. Look, honestly, uh, we jumped on this because uh, we're already kind of stressing out about uh, logistics over the holiday season. Everyone has heard about um, the post office and some of the struggles there. We're definitely seeing packages being delayed. Postmates coming in with this, I think, for retailers is going to be excellent, yeah. uh, at least in the short term. Um, I think it's going to be excellent for consumers as well, um, as well because it's uh, going to. D- enable them to stay safe, not go to the stores, um, and still get the things that they want from within their neighborhood. I mean, I guess the only thing that it potentially sucks for is the drivers. Uh, But again, they will have more opportunities to fulfill more orders and not just rely on the food. And it's probably a lot easier to bring hard goods versus like um, hot food to people. So that's the experience so far. It's been pretty seamless. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We're, we're we're flipping that service on in the next day or two, so I'll have more to report on that.
0: So, so when when you so they're not taking any commission. They're going to make all their money on the on the delivery fee. Do you know? Do we know what the delivery fees are? Or yeah, is this so like a promo deal to get people on board, and then they'll start charging commissions, or is that?
1: So you know, f- the I'm delivery fees that. are. F- Four ninety nine for eight miles and nine ninety nine for eighteen miles, which uh, you know covers um, if you have a couple of stores in a city um, that probably covers the majority of the people living in that city, the vast majority anyway. Yeah. Um, they're not charging commission. Yeah, I don't think I'm spilling any, any secrets here. They're not charging commission um, to the retailers yet. Um, they reserve the right to change that, but they're not locking anyone into those future commissions. So I think what they're trying to do is really scale very, very quickly. And um, because they were bought by Uber, by Uber, they probably have the runway now to 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 do this at a significant loss. So I'm guessing that they're trying to steal the march on uh, DoorDash and some of these other services that are yeah. exclusively focused on food.
0: Yeah, and also they're taking on, like everyone else, taking on Amazon Prime and the Prime yeah. delivery um two hour delivery from for limited products. When I, so that's pretty interesting because it's it kind of allows stores that would never have had an option for delivery unless you invested in it yourself at high expense to fulfill you know local orders. And you don't need to be shipping, you're not shipping from from your store to cross country. You're fulfilling local orders to people who can't leave the house, don't want to leave the house, you know, are trying to do some shopping. So you remove that barrier to um, folks who traditionally would have gone to a a Nordstrom or an Amazon or somewhere else.
1: Yeah, and the same day delivery thing, I think is a huge marketing tool here. Um, They promise to pick up the items from the store within one hour. So they promise to have it to you as a customer within two hours, so it competes with Amazon. Um, The other thing that I thought was interesting, their kind of angle is, hey, you shouldn't put your whole store's assortment on there. So it's a marketing tool put the things that you want people to see, whether it's surplus of stuff or new things or things that are on sale, but it's a way for retailers to leverage Postmates as a marketing channel uh, to move things that they want to move. Uh, so again, a very interesting angle there. It's not just a fulfillment, it's a marketing platform.
0: Would you would you use um, paid media behind that to advertise as sort of a um, a way to stand out from the competition?
1: I think they will uh probably try to uh <laughs> um yeah. it's a little it's a little hard you know I think the 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 journey there would be from from where to where you know I think I would use uh owned and operated media so um yeah. newsletters that sort of thing to educate people on this um it's easier for us as well that people don't necessarily all come to the store all the time it's also cheaper for us if people don't if you live in LA and uh, there's a store in LA, there's no need for you to necessarily buy from our e-com, have us ship this thing to you when you can have yeah. it be delivered for that same price, uh, shipping price mm-hmm. to your house. So I think it's I think there's an element of education, but I would probably rely initially on ONO assets. I don't know what the competition is going to look like. They literally launched this late, late last week during the whole service yeah. on. So, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I could see it being a competitive advantage, though, for sure. Like it's something that maybe in the future you start putting into paid marketing materials.
0: Yeah. Cause I was thinking back to when sort of McDonald's went on to, to Uber and they had, yeah. um, they had, they spent a lot of money on TV advertising to launch that. I mean, it must have been a coup for Uber Eats to be able to be the one delivering McDonald's. Um, but being able to differentiate yourself through, you know, same day delivery within certain areas, if you could target the city um, through your, you know, your paid social or however however your brand was gonna advertise and you could do specific geo-targeting and being able to target your CRM lists, that would be pretty good.
1: I think I'd, I'd be curious to see if, or no, I guess we'll never know, but if um, if Uber uh, paid a co-opted money into that campaign, I'm sure they did. They had more to win there than McDonald's did.
0: 100%, yeah. Yes, they would. They would definitely gonna. They would definitely winning that. I mean, yeah, the the joint. I mean, being able to be featured on, you know, maybe a Postmates campaign um, when they launch and be one of the you know, LA brands that people want to buy from. I'm sure that's a compelling message from Postmates.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so from uh from home delivery on demand to uh delivery of things every month. or every week or whatever the case is. So we started, we're not even talking about streaming services here. I think everyone has accepted that they probably have subscriptions to at least a few streaming services, whether it's video or music. Um, We also have food subscriptions, right? With things like HelloFresh and Blue Apron, people subscribe to that. That was extremely popular when COVID um, started. We were all inside and there were no, no groceries in the grocery store to be had but it's expanded, you know, forget even the physical goods, right? Like forget underwear, subscription delivery. Uh, we're now talking about um, companies that are pivoting their entire business models, especially like app based economy companies. Mm-hmm. They're pivoting their entire subscription BS or fee uh, fee structures to subscription structures. Yeah. And it is, I, I know you're infuriated with this. I'm infuriated with this as well.
0: Infuriated.
1: So. You know, unload, share the, you know, share with us what is it that's greeting you. Um, because I think everyone has experienced a little bit of what you're really, really upset about.
0: Well, I, I think I think where this is, is it it for me personally and my irritation comes from the um the companies are just trying to generate money from me in a way that feels very obnoxious. And it's mm-hmm. like I have, you know, when the app store first came out, it was like 99 cents, 99 P for an app. Um, and you got it and you got it forever. And some would be rolling out updates. Some would be like one and done like the Carling Pint, one of the very first like um, gyroscope um, mm-hmm. apps that, you know, was great for, but they didn't need updates. Um, now apps are way more sophisticated. They require a lot more maintenance. So I understand that there are a lot of costs for apps to produce the apps and to keep them running, you know, an app or, a, you know, like building a website, building an app is like buying a car. You know, you don't start one and done. You can just put it out and leave it. You have to keep maintaining it. You have to keep updating it. Everything right. changes, things break. Um, So, but what I get really frustrated is with, with apps that don't require lot of maintenance they don't require constant updates they don't require you to have you know full-time developers bringing out new features because you know it's cutting edge i have a note app Uh, i'm not going to tell you who it's from which is very unlike me i have a note app on my ipad and it gives me little notebooks that i can write in Mm -hmm. and it costs me ten dollars um a year on a subscription model and i'm like but i don't but I don't want to pay $10 a year, even if it is a dollar a month subscription. I don't want to pay that. I want to buy it once and I want to have it for you know forever until I forget about it and it becomes obsolete. And I don't see why it needs to be a subscription. I don't see like a photo editing app that I have. I bought when it was still you know one, one final sale price, no returns. And you buy it and you get to use it and you can use it once a month or 10 times a month um every year and you don't get hit with charges. And then I went in there recently and they were like, hey so you were one of our first customers, you bought the app. you know if you wanted to, you could convert to a subscription model. And I was like, hell no, ignore. And I was like, why you don't you don't who are you to ask me to give you money every month for an app that really doesn't get updated that often? I wonder really what I I,
1: I, I wonder what their success was of getting people who, who were given the option to keep it for free. To then pay money for it was it like I think zero. I pr-
0: I am sure it was a zero percent conversion. I think maybe one or two people might have done it to feel generous and then cancelled immediately afterwards, but they they had to have the option. Otherwise, you would have had a a complete. You you would have had everyone leave and that would have been terrible. So I I think for me it's just why do you know why do you feel like you are allowed to make this a subscription model i really feel like this will turn into something bigger and there will be something at you know governmental legislation level where you're not able to charge people recurring payments for things that don't require recurring payments for and i feel like it's going to get to a point where people are sick of being charged you know x amount per month in order to access a thing that was before flat fee like there's no point there's no there's no rationale other than hey this is a way that we're able to make tons of money off you and you're gonna pay us because you want access to it.
1: You know I um I'm I'm totally with you. Um I think that we are uh seeing this wholesale change in apps that used to charge a one off payment. Yeah. Um it, like you said it used to be either free and ad supported or you could Pay some nominal amount of money, or in some cases, like with one of the apps that you called out, less than nominal, um, and uh, and and get it with all of its features and blah blah blah, right? So here's where I can accept a change. If you're going to evolve that app to offer me things that this software didn't have before, yeah, I think I would be fine considering paying for that monthly. As an incremental add-on, with the option to keep my original basic, stripped-down, ad-free version that I paid for already um, as is, right? Like, let me have a choice. Like that, I think is a fair, um, at least upsell to offer me. But when you're taking the thing that I already bought and saying, "Hey, now you have to pay for it again," but now you have to pay for it every month, I think that's really infuriating. I have an, you know, I, I have a real problem with that. And I'll give an example. And this time, I will call out the app maker. Um, I'm a flight geek. Uh, we've traveled together, you know this. One of the more it's useful is very
0: beneficial for me.
1: <laughs> well, one of the one of the apps that I, I really enjoy, it's not like a mission critical app in my travel lifestyle at all, but it's one that a lot of people use. It's called Flight Raider 24. Uh, you get to see uh where the certain planes are. It's um it's not even that they're using their own infrastructure, they're pulling all of this from uh from live, you know, free sources, open sources, this information. I bought this app, I paid money for it. Um, I think it was five bucks um, a couple of years ago. I didn't need this. I just wanted to remove the ads and to just enjoy it and give them some money for for making a good app. And then they started, uh, they started charging a subscription fee and they said, hey, you know what? You can keep the old app um, and download the new one. And it has all the same features and maybe one or two very trivial new ones, but we're gonna charge you 4.99 a month for it. So I kept the old one. And then they uh and then they they break the old version they said no it's not it's not, it doesn't work anymore forcing me into this new one that's infuriating that's that's to me like you're not offering anything new you took money from me already you promised me that this is going to be mm-hmm. a thing that i can keep and you offered me no alternative so that poor form
0: and you don't need you don't need to pay a subscription for that you know you don't there's no reason for you to be paying for that every month i mean especially now when we're not no one's traveling but you know your flight travel schedule varies month to month there's no reason for them to be charging a subscription it's not like well and look you, you
1: you can give like give me additional features like maybe i can um maybe there's something sort of like what TripIt does which is i can put my itinerary on there and manage my itinerary along with this stuff and that's like a thing that i pay for monthly because hey i pay for TripIt, you know like, yeah, don't offer me the same thing that I already paid for. And now charge me for it monthly. Like, that's not fair. It's, um, it's yeah. sort of like, if I bought my car, and I finished paying for it, and I'm driving it, and all of a sudden, Volvo was like, hey, now you have to pay monthly to drive the car you already paid for. Like, no, like, how's that legal? No. Um, yeah, Exactly. But they're looking good. They're looking at the um, Apple um, apples of the world who are starting to like consolidate and bundle their services um, mm-hmm. and starting to charge money for it. I never considered paying um, for certain things that Apple was trying to charge money for, but now they're coming with more and more compelling propositions. Um, like they recently announced, was it Apple One, um, where you're uh, you can pay thirty bucks, which is I think like less than the sum of all of the components there, essentially, and get access yeah. to things that I do pay for, like iCloud, and things like that. I do pay for like Apple News Plus, but now I have access to all of these other things. What do you think of that? Is that like bundling and just you know, is that a good way to do this?
0: Yeah, because it, it, I mean, that one specific. I mean, because they are in the ecosystems, um, it's very easy for them to kind of pile it all together. And I think it. I think mean, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about, like the cable of streaming. Um, yeah. But this is like the cable of. Of Apple. Uh, Apple products. Um but what I what I thought, you know, one thing I thought was interesting was when they brought out Apple um the arcade. So yeah. you're paying $9.99 a month and you can get access to all of the games um rather than just having to pay for each one individually. So basically the streaming model for gaming for mobile gaming. But if you can combine that with TV, with your iCloud, with your news, with your music, suddenly you you know all of the things you were paying for it makes it easier for Apple to also get more people in because if you're already paying for two or three of those things, like music and iCloud or Apple TV Plus and Arcade, suddenly it's not that much more to get a lot more. And it's a way a great way for them to to take um take users from um from Spotify, from other, you know, other places, um, maybe even convert from Android over to um, to the apple ecosystem so i i think it's i think it's it feels like that's where we're all going to be heading with with everyone sort of dis disfranchising and then coming back together again with one two three super platforms that are able to pull it all together um
1: there could but- be a, uh, there could be a room there for some someone innovative to essentially go out and offer different bundles of third-party apps um, grouped together yeah. them- thematically essentially um and sell them sell access to them subscription service for one monthly fee, right? Like if you want to have a travel bundle or you want to have an entertainment or game, like, you know, things that Apple doesn't natively provide, I think that Mm -hmm. could be an interesting angle where I get more than I would otherwise, but then these services get more users than they would otherwise also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I want to get back a little bit to, um, when we were you know the conversion from paying single flat fee to subscription and it kind of happened in gaming initially um when like the playstation got the playstation network everyone was starting to game online suddenly the ability to update software um you know this kind of when playstation 3 came out make updates throughout you're know, releasing a final game in its final final forever Mm -hmm. um and then they started you know charging for downloadable content and it was you know we'll we'll give you four extra maps that will cost you 10 pounds or ten dollars you're like whoa i've already paid for the game and you want me to pay more for more content That seemingly that seems more attractive right now than now having to like you know you pay for a game and then you have to pay subscription for playing online and subscription for this but i feel like if if you applied that to the apps like when there was a new release or there was a feature that came out and you could pay a nominal fee like 3 bucks or 4 bucks to access or get the latest updates and you know it gave you reasons why and what was better it would force them to be more um transparent about what's the features are and they can't like dick around with making features for the sake of making features but it would also give me give you the opportunity to say yeah i want that and here's some more money for it you may end up paying the same as um as a subscription over time but at least you have control over how that's happening you can vote with your dollars on whether or not you think they're doing a good job or whether the features are are good or not so
1: yeah yeah i mean that's 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 the model i would get behind i think um, yeah. Well, there is good news. Um, you know what's um what's some good uh premium stuff that doesn't charge a subscription fee. Whiskey. That well, <laughs> not a subscription fee. Not yet anyway. Not yet. <laughs> um it's the 30 minute CMO podcast. Oh uh, yeah. Always free, always rewarding and satisfying and uh no one is forcing you to pay pay for any downloads. Uh, we just deliver <laughs> goodness to you every week um this was um a great little discussion uh it's a shorter shorter one this week but um in recognition of the upcoming elections we wanted to keep it short and sweet yep alex uh thanks so much uh we'll see each other next week
0: next week see you then